She's loving getting the day off, although you didn't totally get the weekend off. I had a honey-do list for him this weekend, and I didn't feel bad about giving it to him. <laughs> Thank you. Well, good morning, and a happy Mother's Day to all the moms, and happy Mother's Day to my own mom if she's watching. I also want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mentor moms, or I may say spiritual mothers, women who have taken their time to guide others in the way of the Lord. I so appreciate all the women who the Lord used in my life to show me more about Jesus. And their example really had an impact on my life. They showed me Jesus by the way they lived their lives. Many are in the church here today. As I was thinking about each of these women this past week, I felt the Lord leading me to write a poem. And I am not a poem writer, but the Lord put this poem of appreciation on my heart for all those women who had a part in my faith journey. I named the poem, Thankful for You. I came into this church 30 years ago. There's no doubt, I was a broken soul. My heart was heavy. I was anxious and stressed, but you gently showed me where I could find rest. You taught me about Jesus, his love, and his peace. You helped me to see hope does not cease. Humbly, you lived out your faith in word and in deed. The one I saw in you was my deepest need. My need for Jesus was obvious to you, but you prayed and waited till I saw it too. You gave of your time to invest in me. You showed me through Christ who I could be. By your example, I learned to pray. I'm so very thankful for you today. Sorry, I'm emotional. <laughs> I wanted to say thank you to all those women who touched my life. Some are with Jesus right now, having a wonderful time. One of those women sat right up here in the front row. Her name was Belva Scott. I know, many of you know, you knew her. Belva didn't have any children of her own, but she was like a mother to so many, and she touched many lives for Jesus, including me. And I share this as a reminder today. We can all have a part in someone else's faith journey. There are people who need to see Jesus. I pray that you take that home with you today. So being a mom is a blessing, but being a mentor mom or spiritual mother is a tremendous blessing as well, and it has eternal reward. Most of you know I am a mom of two daughters, Heather and Emily, and they are very precious to me, and their families are very precious to me. I love my son-in-laws, and they had no choice but to call me mom. If they called me something else, I would ignore them, and you can ask them. <laughs> and if I get talking about my grandchildren, I will get so obnoxious. I know you've seen me running in the halls with them. 
So I'll move on, but I also want to let you know that one is on the way. Our youngest daughter, Emily, and Justin are having a baby, and you can keep them all in prayer, in case you noticed. <laughs> so I love being a mom, but I do realize being a mom exposed some of my biggest weaknesses and certainly humbled me. The way I approached motherhood before knowing the Lord really showed my desperate need for Jesus. Not only did I need him for salvation, but I needed him to get me through this life. I had so much unrest. My children, or I should say our children, <laughs> had become my world, my focus. I was consumed with wanting life perfect for them. And my idea of perfect certainly didn't line up with what the Lord's idea of perfect would be. I am not so sure that the Lord wanted me to spend hours of life making sure my kids got every beanie baby that came out. Remember that? <laughs> I spent a lot of time in lines in Hallmark. And remember when McDonald's was putting beanie babies in Happy Meals? We were living on Happy Meals. And they weren't even good for you but they came with a Beanie Baby. Some days, I would hit several McDonald's. Before I went to bed at night, I would carefully map out my route. I would plan my strategy for the next day. I was going to get those Beanie Babies. Anyone here relate to me? Anyone? <laughs> it was stressful. <laughs> but somehow it was worth it to me. I could actually sleep better at night knowing that my kids got the latest Beanie Babies. This was my vain effort in trying to make life perfect for my girls. I also wanted to protect my children from ever getting their feelings hurt. But don't we know that is not possible? We don't live in a perfect world. Kids will get their feelings hurt. We all will, but these can be just great times of growth when we learn to respond according to the word of God. I had to learn I could not spare my children from all pain. I couldn't make the world perfect for them, no matter how I tried. And I was going to drive myself crazy trying. But I could point them to the one who could help them through this life. I was not too quick to learn this. I know some of you know me back then, and I'm so embarrassed by some of the things that I did, but thank you for your grace. <laughs> These are just a couple of the examples of me as a young mother. I could go on and on. If you were in our mom's group, you heard plenty more stories. But trying to create a perfect world for my children consumed me. I was worried and I was anxious most of the time. I had no peace. I was completely out of balance and basically a stressed out mess. When my oldest was seven, thank the Lord, I met my savior, Jesus. I was excited about salvation. I was excited about his provision, but I had a lot to learn 
and especially about being a mom. As I grew to know Jesus through the word and through prayer, I could sense that the Lord was speaking to my heart. The Lord has this way of communicating to us, but we need to listen. He was there wanting to help me through this journey of motherhood. He could see my stress. He could see my anxiety. He knew everything about me, but I was so focused and consumed trying to create this perfect world for my children, I was leaving him out. I was ignoring him. I was trying to micromanage. I didn't want the Lord's help. I didn't want him helping me. Maybe I wanted to be in control. No wonder I was worried and stressed. When our focus is drawn away from Jesus rather than towards him, our soul doesn't rest. I needed to shift my focus to the one who wanted to help me and the one who was able to help me. When we look to the word of God, we find that Jesus is the answer for worry, for stress, for unrest. He is the answer to everything that we need in life. This truth is found in scripture. Today, I want to go to the story of Jesus at the home of Martha and Mary, and some of you probably already guessed that. <laughs> this is Luke 10, 38 through 42. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. This certainly wasn't the response that Martha was hoping for. Martha wanted Jesus to tell Mary, get up, go help your sister. Why are you letting her do all the work? But Jesus doesn't respond like that at all. He tells Martha that Mary chose what is better. Now, it would be really easy to read this passage of scripture and feel bad for Martha. After all, she had mouths to feed. Jesus didn't come alone. He came to her house with his disciples, so she has a crowd of people to serve. Martha just wanted a little help in the kitchen. While she's in the kitchen doing everything to prepare, her sister Mary doesn't pop in and say, hey Martha, what can I do to help you? No. Mary just sat at the feet of Jesus. And I am sure to Martha, it appeared that Mary was just chilling just being lazy, just trying to get out of the work. So Martha gets irritated. 
we can feel her irritation here. Maybe some can even relate to it. She's so annoyed that her sister isn't helping her, she actually responds in a way that's kind of rude to Jesus. It seems she interrupted him and then said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. So she accuses the Lord of not caring, puts a demand on him, tells him what to do. Maybe some of us have treated the Lord that way ourselves. But it's obvious that Martha is totally stressed out here. She's so distracted by all that she's doing, she lost the focus of who she was serving. I love how Jesus responds to her. He doesn't say, Martha, don't speak to me that way. Jesus responds purposeful. He's intentional. He uses the situation to teach an important truth for all his disciples to know. He said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. He's not talking about one entree, one side dish. He's emphasizing something here. Only one is needed, and that one is him. Everything we need comes through that relationship with him. He is our source. He went on to say, Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. It wouldn't be taken away from her then, and it wouldn't be taken away from her forever because our relationship with Jesus Christ is eternal. What did Mary choose that was better? Mary chose to sit at the feet of Jesus. This meant something in the Jewish culture. It didn't mean that Mary was lazy or tired or she wanted to get out of work. Sitting at the feet of a rabbi was a position that a student of the word took on or someone that had a desire to learn. It was a position of submissive learning and humility. It was a position of being teachable. It was the custom that the teacher or rabbi would sit on a chair or low pillow as they taught. Their disciples or listeners would sit on the ground around them by their feet. To sit at his feet became the, a figure of speech, an expression that used to describe the relationship that a disciple or student had with a teacher, his teacher. We see the same expression used in Acts 22.3 when the Apostle Paul says he learned at the feet of Gamaliel. The goal of the disciple was to learn the word of God, becoming more like the rabbi or teacher who lived by it. It was in this way that Mary sat at the feet of Jesus she took on the position of submissive learning and humility. She had a teachable heart. She was listening to Jesus. She was learning from him. She wanted to know him. 
And she had a desire to be taught by him. Mary had the desire to be a true disciple. We read in verse 39 that Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. The word listening here is translated from the Greek word akuo. Akuo means to continually hear, perceive, pay attention, obey, learn, comprehend, and seek to understand. Mary was a seeker. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus with an akuo heart. She chose to listen. She longed to understand. She had a desire to learn, obey, and a desire to be in the presence of Jesus. Her heart was drawn to him, and she chose it. Mary had the kind of heart that Jesus wants to see in each of his disciples. That's all of us. Everyone who calls upon him as Savior. But too often, we're distracted by the things of life. Being more like Martha than Mary. Jesus could see Martha was distracted Martha wasn't doing anything wrong by making preparations. She may have been overdoing it, but that is another lesson. But generally speaking, serving is a good thing. We know that things just don't get done by themselves. But in the midst of all Martha was doing, she lost her focus of Jesus. Her heart and her mind were distracted Verse 40 said, but Martha was distracted. If Martha was distracted, what was she distracted from? Jesus. Her attention was drawn away from him. Her focus became everything else that she was doing. The word distracted here literally means being dragged here and there or being pulled in many different directions. When Martha took her attention off of Jesus in the midst of all she was doing. She was stressed. She was worried. She was upset. Although she had welcomed Jesus into her home, he no longer was the focus of her attention. What about us? We say we welcome Jesus into this home Because we want eternal life. But so often we let the things of life pull us away or drag us away from him. It could be our home life. Maybe our workplace. Things going on with the kids. It could be relationship issues. Financial troubles. Disappointments. It could be aging parents. The loss of a loved one, broken promises. It could be shattered dreams, sickness. It could be our own selfish desires that will never fulfill us. And that is a big one. There are plenty of things that can pull us and drag us away from Jesus. Because life on this earth, it's not perfect. 
in all of those things. Jesus is the one we need. We need him today, and we need him forever, and we need him for salvation. And this is what he says in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 29. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. There is rest for our souls at the feet of Jesus. Jesus said Mary chose what was better. We need to choose Jesus. We need to choose to sit at his feet. We're gonna close today and worship our Savior, the one that we're gonna spend eternity with and the one that wants to help us through this life. But before Cam comes to lead us in song, we're gonna just take a pause. Take a minute or two just to sit in his presence and put your listening ears on. He has something to say to each one of us today. Sit at his feet and listen to what your Savior wants to say to you. And if you want and you're welcome, you can make your way to the altar if you find yourself distracted by those around you. But take this time to focus on the one and only Savior, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Choose to sit at his feet. Sometimes we need to practice because life is full of so many distractions. Some are self-imposed, and you know what those are. But the Lord wants to be the focus of our affection, our devotion, and he is the one and only source of everything we need. Choose to sit at his feet and learn from him. He has much to say to each of us and we're gonna be with him forever. To be in communion with Jesus is beyond anything we can comprehend is going to be forever but it starts here in this life through that relationship with him don't allow yourself to be dragged and pulled in so many directions that you miss the one that wants to help you through this life and he says 
come to me. His burden is light and he is rest for our weary souls. See him. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you for the reminder of your word, your word of life. Lord, help us to be listeners. Help us to be like Mary and choose to sit at your feet, to learn from you, to know your ways, to be filled by you. Lord, we pray, God, that you would help us, God, not to be distracted. Remind us when things are pulling us away. And Lord, we pray, God, that you would help us to continue to grow in you each and every day, that our lives would honor you. Lord, may we be good witnesses of Jesus. Lord, we pray, God, that you would be with all the moms today too, Lord God. Give them strength and give them help. Lord, we pray, God, that you would be with those who are feeling the loss of a child or a mother. Lord, fill them, comfort them, help them. Lord, you know the many needs in this place. None of them are too big for you. Lord, move in the lives of your people this day. Lord, we commit our hearts into your hands. Lord, I ask your blessing upon your people as they live today. In Jesus' name, amen.